0: Hello, this is Dr. Carla Johnston. I want to welcome you personally, and thank you for joining me today. In this podcast, we'll be exploring information, ideas, and strategies to identify our unique and individual approach to living a nourished life. I'll be discussing topics that enhance our mind, body, and spirit. So let's have a bigger conversation, one that expands and brings more joy, happiness, and a sense of well-being. I'm delighted that you're here, so let's get started. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me in another episode on my podcast. This one is going to be really special for two reasons. One, this podcast will also be available on my new YouTube channel, which you can get right off my website. And I'm thrilled and excited to be able to introduce Claudette Gadsden. She is the conversation coach. And today's episode, we're really going to be talking about visioning and manifesting for the new you. So good evening, Claudette. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. I couldn't be more thrilled that you're going to be joining us. So before we jump into this topic of visioning and manifesting, can you tell us a little bit about what you do as the conversation coach? Sure.
1: What I do is I help clients, particularly women, have better conversations First with themselves, so that they are then able to have better conversations with the world. Because what I find is that the conversations that we have inside our head, those are generally the conversations that come out of our head and out of our mouth. And they are not always the conversations that we want to have. So I have been a life coach for about 12 years. I am licensed as an NLP master practitioner and I have certifications in emotional intelligence and life coaching and business coaching and workshop facilitation and a few other things. So yeah, so I'm honored to be here and to share some of my expertise with your audience.
0: Well, I can't wait to dive into this topic, and for many reasons. So with Uniquely Nourishing, with each of us, creating our own lives and finding a way to feel nourished throughout life. What I've discovered just in my own life and talking with people around my age is that life shifts. So we may go from having children in our home to having no children at home or perhaps grandchildren at home. Mm -hmm. Um, The conversation around, is it time for me to retire? What would that look like? Maybe even moving, you know, personally, I'm contemplating, you know, a long-term move across different states and what would that look like? And you're exactly spot on when you talk about the conversations in your head and this can happen and oh, this looks bigger than it is. So can you kind of walk us through the steps or just the process of how you even begin that visioning or manifesting?
1: You begin that by deciding what it is that you want to do. Because so often, particularly with women, we hem and haw and, oh, I want to do this and, oh, I want to do that, without being very clear on what it is that we want to do. So I believe that the universe conspires with people, events, and circumstances to bring your desires into manifestation. But the universe needs you to decide what it is that you want. So once you are able to decide what you want, then that helps you in creating the pathway to get there. Because if I don't know that I'm going to New York, how do I know to get on 95 North?
0: Right. Great point. So where I get stuck personally sometimes is deciding what it is that I want. If it seems like there's so many possibilities, Mm -hmm. how you drill down to figure out which one seems the best fit for you.
1: It's kind of like that shiny object syndrome, you know, where we look at all of these things and we say, oh, I could do that, or I could do that, and I could do this, and I could do that. But what is it that speaks to you? What is it that makes your heart sing? Because I can say, yes, I have an opportunity to go to California and Texas and Paris So I have all of these options. So which one really resonates with me? Which one of them like gets me excited? And when I look at all of it, what gets me excited is going to Paris because I've never been there before, you know? And so it may be going to California because I've been there before. So it's like, I was having a conversation recently about people deciding or considering doing something, one thing or another. And before they can decide for themselves, they call in the troops. I'm going to ask my girlfriend. I'm going to ask my husband. I'm going to ask my sister. So before you have decided what you want to do, you're asking all of these other people. And so now they're putting their opinions into it and you always get lost and shuffled.
0: shuffle. Wow. Because you
1: hadn't even yet decided what it is that you want to do. And so you have other people who have not necessarily ideas about your life, but ideas about their own lives. And so they think, oh, well, I never got to do this. So you should do this, you know, or this never crossed my mind. So maybe you should do this. And so I I try to tell people before you ask, it's kind of like, you've probably heard this saying that, you know, when you decide that you want to do something, you want to make sure that it is what you're doing, before you start talking to other people about it, because other people have a way of changing our minds. And it's the same with decisions. What is it that you want to do before you bring in someone else and ask their opinion about what it is that you should do? Because no one knows you better than you.
0: Wow, that's such great advice and such an interesting viewpoint. So what might you say to someone who says, that's how I process information. You know, I run it past, you know, my partner, my children, whomever that is. That's how I process it. Because I can see where that would be a contradiction, how you're trying to get to your decision. And then you're asking someone else because you're right. That's bringing up their own vision rather than your vision. Right. And so if
1: that is the way you process information. so. I would say to a client, if they say, okay, well, this is how I process it. I check with everyone else first. So what that says to me is that you're looking for approval. You want someone else to say that it's okay before you decide for yourself that it's okay. And I say, do it the opposite. Decide for yourself that it is okay before you start reaching out to other people to ask them if it's okay. Because truth be told, you know, it makes me think of money Because people have said, you don't know how much money I have in my wallet or in my bank account. So how can you tell me how to spend it?
0: Wow. That's such a great
1: point. Right. So if if I don't know what's in your head or why you're thinking about considering making this move, and I don't know all the details behind your decision, or lack thereof, then how am I to give you advice?
0: This is such an important topic for me, because I do hear people struggling with what a new decision or what a new manifestation would be in life. You know, as we get older, things shift and, and we decide how we're going to do things. I love the expression that you give us, what makes your heart sing? Mm -hmm. that really speaks to me because I am the shiny object. I'm the poster child (laughs) for shiny object. And to take a minute and take a breath and say, what is making my heart sing helps to really eliminate all of the other possibilities, or at least a couple of them to say Mm -hmm. that's not fitting. The other is, is it okay for me to decide for myself? So if I'm looking for approval, that actually complicates the question rather than makes it more clear. And that's what I got from that. That's really amazing insight. And so I have figured out what makes my heart sing, or I feel like I have a better touch on that for myself as an example. And then I decide myself and then I check out with other people. I can tell you for me, what would come up then is fear. Okay, now I've made this decision. And now all of the reasons why it's not going to work kind of comes up. Can you kind of walk us through that process? Yes, what comes to mind is Marianne Williamson.
1: And she says, every decision that we make is based on love or fear. And so when you look at it that way, then you can ask yourself, what decision can I make based on love? Based on love of the adventure based on love of myself and my own opinion based on love of me, just me, because you started earlier talking about how we are shifting from, you know, having children in the home to maybe not having children in the home. And I believe that when we become seasoned at a certain point point they should be all based on our own decisions because hypothetically speaking, if you've spent 18, 20 years making all of your decisions based on a little person Mm -hmm. that you are responsible for caring for, then when do you start making decisions for yourself based on your own thoughts and your own ideas and your own wants and needs, you know, because I have a child and, and I know that you do too. And I, and we spend a lot of time, like making decisions because it's about what would be best for them. So, if I am going to move across country, is this going to be best for my daughter? You know, how is she going to handle the move? How is she going to handle a different school or different friends, different neighborhoods? But at our age, it's not about doing something for someone else, it's about doing something for ourselves. And I'll touch on a piece that I talk about during my selfish talk in that when we are so busy trying to please others and they are not pleased, we are not pleased either. Mm -hmm. Whereas if we spend our time trying to please ourselves, then we are happy and everyone around us is happy because I believe that when I am happy, the world around me is happy. And why do I feel that way? Because if I am unhappy, if I have a sad look on my face, the people in my world are going to come up to me and say, hey, what's wrong? What's going on? And that takes away their happiness because I'm not happy. So why would I do that? Why would I steal their joy? And I'll start with me. Why would I steal my own joy? Because when I steal my joy, I steal other people's joy too.
0: That is such a profound way to look at it. And I can speak for myself It does take a little bit of cultivation of skill to be able to shift because, as you mentioned, when you have a child, that is your priority for all of those years. And I think for at least for me, it becomes second nature to just always put that out there. Like whatever happens for me is great. It needs to be, you know, for my son first. And then as I got older, to be able to even figure out what I wanted seemed foreign to me. And then when I figured out what I wanted, I still wanted approval for everyone to say that's a good goal or yeah, you can do it. And that's so profound that you say, you know, love or fear and decide for yourself. They all seem to be coalescing into one message there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when I ask you a question, when I ask you, so what do you think about me moving to California? your response is based on your own experiences. Mm -hmm. It's not based on my experiences. Mm -hmm. And so if you went to California for a visit and you had a horrendous experience, that is going to color the advice you're going to give me. Even if I went to California and I had a fabulous time, that has no bearing on you or the advice that you're going to give me because you didn't have that same experience. So I need to
0: decide for myself. Well, and that's what came up as you were speaking. The clearer that we are in our decisions, we can hear that information in the way that it's intended because it's usually intended in the best spirit possible. Like, oh, I'm not sure I would want you to go there because there is that Well, it happened to me, it could happen to you. And, you know, it could be coming from a good place. And if I'm already clear and rooted in my decision, I can hear that without, like, oh, now I need to rethink my whole thing. That's such an amazing way to look at it. And then you talk about, you know, moving through the ebbs and flows in life. And this would help ground one to Mm -hmm. to deal with the ebbs and flows, I would assume.
1: Right. Because if you have already decided this is who you are, an example. I decided when I woke up today that today was going to be a great day. I can continue along that path or I can allow someone to come in and color my day differently. And I choose not to do that. I choose to have a great day. And so whatever is happening with this person, as an example, uh, someone came into the office today and one of my colleagues came in and says, someone's being very mean at the door. And I said, really? And she said, yes. And so I go out there and I don't remember what he said to me, but I looked at him and I said, are you being mean to me? And he said, am I? I don't think that was my intention. I said, but your words said something different. Your words say that you're being mean, that you're not being very nice to me. And I'm just here to help. So if they don't recognize that for him, that may have been his normal way of interacting with people throughout the day. But for us, there was nothing normal about it because we felt like it was short and that he was not being very nice. And so it's like, do I allow that to change me? Or do I simply point out to him that he's being mean or what he said was not very nice? And let me say this though, that there are times that I don't say anything. I just move on. But I know that I don't want to be in that energetic space with someone who is feeling that and giving off those negative vibes.
0: That is really powerful. I think of we've gone through a stressful time and some people are still working within a stressful environment and nerves are frayed. And I love how you checked in because I feel like sometimes when we work in a group setting at times, there's this feeling that you just put up with it and then you take the stress with you at home rather than sometimes checking in. And I also love how you said, you know, you may not have to say anything and walk away mm-hmm. um, and then not take it on, not like pull it as a, as I used to say, pull a backpack and, you know, mm-hmm. you have all the rocks at the end of the day and you're walking home with your shoulders humped over. Right. I love how you check in and open that conversation to say, you know, what's going on. I, I think that could be really helpful especially in busy, stressful environments. Yes, but everyone can't do that.
1: And I recognize that
0: everyone can't do that.
1: And that's okay, because like you said, as long as you don't put that backpack on and take it with you, then it's fine, you know?
0: Yeah, and I yeah. think sometimes checking in just with someone, even if it's, you know, I can think about times throughout my life where I've even had a, a supervisor or a manager who has been really short And just take a minute and say, "Wow, that just doesn't sound like you." Is everything okay? You know, sometimes I feel like if we just check in on that level, just the way you said that could be really helpful. If if it's possible, it's not always possible, and yet I don't know that it isn't always possible. I think sometimes our brains say, "Just ignore it," and then put the backpack on. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such a great conversation, and I found it to be extremely enlightening. I'm going to take several things away with me. I love, and I've written this down. I'm a sticky person, so I keep little stickies to remind me, you know, what makes your heart sing? I love that almost like a North Star, you know, this Mm -hmm. is where I want to go and, and where do I want my heart to sing? And that for me lives, it feels like it allows you big enough space to live in. Yes. Because what makes my heart sing may take me a little bit of work to get there. And I absolutely love that. I also am going to take away from deciding for yourself and then check in once I'm grounded in pretty much what I want to do. I think that's such a great piece of wisdom. Any parting words for us as we kind of conclude this visioning and manifesting? I feel like we could talk for days here.
1: <laughs> so here's one thing that I think has really helped me over the years, because when we talk about making a decision, no, no, that it's okay to change your mind. I have a friend who 30 years ago, she had a sign in her kitchen that said, a woman that does not change her mind does not have one.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Yes, so it's like I sit in my truth and I decide, okay, this is what I want to do. And I start the process of making it happen and something clicks. That says, no, nah, this is not what you should do. And then I move on. Mm-hmm. Like, And the thing that helps me is that I don't talk to a lot of people about what I am doing. So there are very few people who can come back and say, oh, well, you said you were going to do this. What happened? You said you were going to do this. What happened? I changed my mind, plain and simple. I changed my mind. And so often we feel like once we make a decision that we have to stick with it and if it
0: doesn't fit, don't force it. I really like that for many, many, many reasons. One that I'll mention is that when I've made a decision to do something and I've visioned it and I'm manifesting it, it always ends up to be grander than what I envisioned because Uh it does shift and turn. And to your point, what doesn't fit kind of helps me to get back onto the track that I need to be, which is one that I hadn't considered had I not started on the path, which is completely helpful as you're navigating these waters and so give me that expression again a woman who doesn't change her mind doesn't have one
1: doesn't have one
0: that's another (laughs) sticky (laughs) (laughs) i absolutely love that Mm -hmm. so claudette how might somebody get in touch with you if they're called to want to work with you how might someone get in touch with you
1: they can go through my website which is coachclaudette.com. They can send me an email at Claudette at coachclaudette.com. And I'm on all of the social media platforms as Coach Claudette.
0: That sounds wonderful. And what I will also do is on my podcast website, I will also link it up. So if someone wants to go to my website and they weren't sure, they can go ahead and connect up with you. So I just want to say, this has been a really special episode of my podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to this special, special treat is that we're going to have another conversation. So the month of July is going to be spent with Claudette Gadsden. So we'll go ahead and conclude this episode. I wish everybody a great, day and we will talk to you next episode thank you for tuning into my podcast if you've enjoyed this episode please be sure to subscribe to this podcast through your favorite app store or you can sign up through my website drcarlajohnston.com. i hope you're leaving with some great ideas and information that will bring happiness and a sense of well-being into your life music for this podcast has been provided by the petrichor and their beautiful song, Always Searching. Have a fantastic day. Until next time.